You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. chapter 6, and I want to kind of refresh your memory from this. We went over this in 
Behold, the land series when God gives Moses the Ten Commandments and Moses goes to the people and they're about to cross into the promised land. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6. Moses is speaking to the people. These are the commandments, the decrees and the laws the Lord our God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. So that you, your sons, and your sons' sons, after them, may fear the Lord your God as long as you shall live by keeping all his decrees and commandments that I give you, so that you may enjoy a long life. Be careful to observe these goes on to say, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole, your whole soul, with all your strength. Follow these commandments that I give you. Impress them on your children. Teach them when they sit at home. When you walk with them on the road. When you lie down with them at night and when you wake up with them in the morning. Teach your children. Teach your sons and your sons' sons that you may have a long, healthy life. God talks about this idea of blessing, this idea of passing on the faith. Learn what your God has taught you and teach it to your sons and teach it to your sons' sons so that you may leave a legacy of a people who know God and follow God and are blessed by God. And if you listen to the statistics, the opposite of truth. When we don't speak and teach to our children what God has taught us, and it's anything but a blessing. It's a life of struggle and difficulty and isolation. So first thing, men of God leave a legacy. Godly men leave a legacy and they understand their influence and they're going to leave a legacy that was better than what was given to them. They understand that their energy, their effort, the people they're pouring themselves into makes a difference for their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, the community around them. What kind of legacy, men, are you leaving? Have you even thought about that? Do you recognize the power that you have to influence the generation and the next generation around you? There's no other men out there who will leave a legacy. You are leaving a legacy, whether you are choosing to leave the legacy you want or just abdicating without thinking about it and leaving the legacy that you might not want and just haven't thought about. You are shaping your family's future right now with what you do and with what you say. And it's just a blessing that you're here already. So just by being here, you are taking a step in blessing your family. But we want to also think about the broader context of what we do with our life, our words, and our actions. I had a conversation with, um, with a parent earlier this week. First time we met, we were connecting and talking and was asking her about her kids and asked her if she had any great kids. And she said, I don't want any great kids. Which was not what I was expecting. Me about that. that. That catches me off guard. He said, Father, I don't want to, I don't want my grandkids, any grandkids, to be raised in the world that we live in right now. Which I totally get. We agreed to disagree respectively. It was a great conversation. 
But I know that position misses the gospel message. What it says is the world is stronger than the gospel. What it says is the world of darkness is stronger than the light that Jesus has given us. What it means is the world has more influence on my kids than I have on them. And so you as fathers especially, you have the power to shape and to mold your home. You have the power to influence your children more than anything else in the world. And you have the power to shape and to send into the world children and people who can change the world rather than be changed by the world. What happens in your home is more powerful than anything that will ever happen when they are sent into the world. But it all depends whether you want to leave that type of legacy or not. Whether you want to make an advancement or a retreat. Godly dads, secondly, love God intensely. In Deuteronomy it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Impress these laws on your children. I do have to say that it is certainly more socially acceptable for women to talk about God in public than men. For whatever reason, it's just maybe a little more common. She's supposed to say that. But to hear a man talk about God in front of other people, it's kind of catches you off That's typically not what men do. In fact, I know most of you men absolutely hate the beginning of Mass when I ask you to turn to someone next to you. Think of what I'm asking We're going to keep talking about this. I'm asking you to introduce yourself to a fellow Christian, a believer in Jesus, to tell them your name, to ask them their name, which we do all the time. In business world, we would have no problems with it. And to ask them, how can I, as a fellow believer, offer your life to God so that he may bless you? That seems so seems like something I would do for my kids. Son, how can I pray for you today? Mom, how can I pray for you today? But you see, if we are not able to, to talk and communicate about God externally with our family, then what we're communicating to our kids is, is God's not important to me. Because we talk about the things that are important. We talk about the U.S. Open. We talk about the stop. We talk about Drew Brees. We talk about who's going to be the next LSU baseball coach. We talk about the weather. If the storm's going to hit us or going to go east of us. We talk if the crabs are biting. We talk about where you're going on vacation because I couldn't get a place in Destin. And so I'm trying to get a place in Orange Beach. And we talk about all those things, right? But who's talking about God? Because what we talk about communicates to our children what's important. And godly men talk about God to the people they love. Because they want the people they love to know that this is important to them. I grew up in a, I've told you this before, my grandfather, uh, admire him, I love him, role model to me, um, World War II veteran, went to um, Warren Guadalcanal, was at uh, Tarawa, 
crazy stories about the war that he survived. Had 11 kids, who does that anymore, right? And 11 kids, um, my grandma was a saint. We would always go to their house um, for Sunday lunch. We'd go to Madison, we'd go to their house for lunch. And there's like three dining room tables, right? We're just sitting all over the place and we're having some, uh, lunch and um, my grandfather's sitting at the head of the table and my grandfather is leading the conversation. Make no mistake about that. And he's talking about war stories and we're talking about the homily from this weekend with the crusade, what he didn't say. And my grandfather will inevitably tell the story about his faith and about how much he loves the Lord and about how he loves Mary. And I just grew up thinking, this is what men do. They talk about their life, they talk about their work, and they talk about God. I realize that's not the moment. I'm not trying to compare your house to my house or my growing up to your growing up. But I have heard guys say, I just didn't get that growing up. Well, so what are we going to do? So we're just going to say, I didn't get it growing up, so I'm just not going to do anything about it. So I'm just going to give nothing to my children because my father gave me nothing. That's called a legacy. And, and that legacy is probably not what we want to be passing on if we really think about it and pray about it. I'm, like, I don't want the church to die on my watch. I don't want it to die in my family. I don't want to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, you gave me the responsibility of imaging God the Father to my family. And I rarely ever even talked to them about you. Now what that means, I know for many of us dads, is that um, that's a challenge because we don't feel confident. We don't really know the Lord all that well. We definitely don't know how to talk about it. So what are we going to do? Are we going to vote? Are we going to feel sorry for ourselves? Are we going to say go talk to mama? Are we going to say go talk to the priest? Sometimes we kind of advocate our role and we, we hope that the church is going to teach our children. Just a reminder that the church is meant to supplement what's happening in your home. You and your wife are the primary teachers of your children in the ways of God and of the faith. We're here to help you. And so it's been beautiful to see uh, a lot of men in our parish say, you know what? We want to make a difference. I, I want to humble myself and ask for help. I want to humble myself and I want to join a group of men and be vulnerable that I can ask questions because I'm ignorant and I don't know the faith. And I want to get together with a group of men and we want to study and we want to pray together. And we want to learn how to be together so that I can do this for my family. It's happening and it's beautiful and I want to thank those of you who are in small groups. I know God is trying to raise up a generation of, of men, of godly men who are leaders. But godly men love God intensely, and they're not afraid to talk about God with people around them. I'm not talking about being crazy and getting on a soapbox and, you know, if your kid comes home and they're like, how was your day? Um, well, let's, let's open up the Bible and let's read Psalm 52, you know. Not crazy like that, but at least... And finally, a godly man. A godly man is one who lives spiritually with spiritual intentionality. Spiritual intentionality. God is my guide. God is my rudder. God is the one who guides my decisions. And I make decisions based on what God has taught, his rules, his laws, the faith of the church. 
But I also teach my family how to make decisions based on godly principles. See, there's a difference. I can make decisions based on godly principles, but if I don't teach other people around me, my kids and my family and my wife, to make decisions, well, then I'm leaving them, I'm kind of abandoning their journey. I need to teach them. So men who live with spiritual intentionality, they learn God's laws. That means they study. They live a consistent life by teaching their children and living out what they teach. They model. They learn and they teach and they model. This is so important to live intentionally because sometimes we just hope that our children learn through osmosis. Like those conversations are kind of hard to have and so hopefully maybe they'll just kind of catch on if they watch me. A lot of us men will say, I'm just not a talker. I don't do that stuff. Mama does all the talking. I'll just do the living. Well, if you listen to those statistics, hopefully you heard the power that a dad has, the power that a man has. I mean, if you just think about your coaches, if you think about the, the male teachers in your life, if you think about the bosses who, for good or bad, how much of an effect they had on you. It is so important that us as men, as dads, recognize the power we have to influence. And dads, above all, you are called and you have the power to reflect God's image and God's sight onto your children. In other words, I grew up like begging to really know how God sees me because I have a warped image of how God's of how I see myself. How I'm seen. All of us struggle with that. We don't know how God sees us in a pure way. We often struggle. We see the way that we see ourselves. It's not there. What we wish was there. Fathers, you have the ability to speak into the heart of your children as God the Father would speak to them. To say things like, you are precious in my sight. You are beautifully made. You are strong. You are courageous. God is going to do amazing things with you in your life. Think about those words and the power those words can have on a child who's growing up. You see that in me? These are the words we read in Psalm 139. I praise you, God, for I am wonderfully and fearfully made. Isaiah 43. You are precious to me, God says these are the words that as fathers we can say, but sometimes we just don't think about saying it. What kind of legacy are you leaving? Are you courageous enough to love God intensely and to let people see that love around you? And finally, can you love with spiritual intentionality? Can you teach other people around you how to make decisions based on godly principles? Can you give them a God filter? Happy Father's Day. Hope today is a wonderful day with you and your family and your friends. I thought it was important to help you remember 
that your family looks up to you. And that's a good thing. You have great power. And that's a good thing. You have great influence. And that's a good thing. Please use it. To leave a legacy that you are proud of. To leave a legacy that leaves your family, your sons, and your sons' sons, and your children, 